On this episode of the Real Life Caddy podcast, I am joined by crowd favourite and fellow resort caddy Mike Zabo. Most other golf podcasts revolve around what happens in the PGA Tour. The Real Life Caddy podcast has never held this position. However, I did think that on this season, it wouldn't hurt to have some episodes purely dedicated to what is happening in the professional game. With that in mind, this episode is the first of the World of Golf series of podcasts. Today, Mike and I will be looking at a number of talking points, including the Tiger Woods HBO documentary, Angel Cabrera cutting short his holiday in Brazil, and Justin Thomas being a naughty boy on the golf course. As always, there are some caddy stories from our own lives, a new Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week award winner, and some really tasty mailbag questions. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in and continue to ask for your support via rating, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. We now have listeners on six continents, which is very fulfilling. If you are new to the podcast or have missed any previous episodes, please feel free to go back and listen to the catalogue of past episodes. In the meantime, however, please enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Life Carry Podcast. This one is called World of Golf and what it is, it's the first instalment, something I wanted to do this year, was take a look over the last month, six weeks of stories that are actually happening in the world of golf and we will uh, have, a, have a few minutes on each subject that'll come um, with uh, Mike Zabo again. Mike? Welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We do lots to talk about. First of all, though, we always start with our, our caddy stories or golf stories, I guess, these days. Um, so what you got? Well, I don't know if you remember, but we had that uh, golf match. You were saying how I came in second last time or two times ago when we played. Yes. And, uh, we had that rematch and uh, just a threesome with Taylor Daniels, yourself and me. And uh-huh. uh, I think I took some of your money, if I recall correctly. $2.50. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. money. Okay. That was a tough match. Tough match. <laughs> I I'd still have to pay you, by the way. That's right. That's right. We're actually we're we're not in the gazebo today because all of a sudden the weather in Monterey has turned. It's about time. Yeah, we needed some rain, and uh, yeah, we were scheduled to play golf today. But uh, as most people know, caddies do not play golf in the rain. We do not. No, I, I actually I was getting a little bit of abuse from the boys on the the text thread saying oh, you grew up in Scotland. What you're scared of the rain. I was like, that's not the point, lads. I grew up playing in the rain. I exactly. had no choice. Yeah, you lived in it. You don't need to play in it. Yeah, you, when you live in California, you have the choice to play or not play in the rain. And I think we're looking at 10 days maybe of, of, of rain. Hey, bring it on. Bring it on. We're not working, so yeah, not, have, a little you, bit. Have you been doing a wee bit of work? Any stories from that? You know, I got. I had one day in, of the past month, and it was just yesterday, so my first day back. And, uh, you know, it's tough to get back into that rhythm. I'm the type of guy that, you know, I can do 30, 40, sometimes 50 days in a row when it's busy, you know, but you get two, three days off and it's tough to go back. I've had a month off, so it was real tough to go back, but it was, it was great to be back out there. I had some good guys from uh, Virginia, I had Ryan, Scooter, Jeff and Reed, and it, it was fun, man. They were dropping bombs uh-huh. early and yeah, we had a lot of fun. It fought, fell apart at the end, you said? Yeah, I mean, you can only drop so many 40, 50 footers before reality sets in, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Were the the boys uh, medicating? Were they enjoying a drink? Or yeah, they 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 like a gummy or two every now and again, and a few beverages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm actually I was on that job as well. It's uh, I would have to call them the Virginia Mafia. I could see that. Um, yeah. And they're headed up by a guy called. Uh, turned out his nickname Snake. Snake is that Scooter? Is that no? That's uh, Jason. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Jason yeah. Williams' nickname Snake. Why do they call him Snake? 
you know, we never get into that. It's not one of the. I didn't really want to ask. Yeah, that's one you probably probably leave lie. Just just leave yeah. that one alone. But uh, I I did play golf. I me- didn't mention this a couple of weeks ago, just after the new year. Uh, one of our listeners um, never misses an episode. He's always been referred to as Hugh with the gouty toe, <laughs> and this was a reference to a couple of years ago when Hugh told me that I should stop drinking beer because. He got gout in his big toe and his left foot. No, that's logical. Yeah. You know, it's logical. So I, I told him, with all due respect, we're not going to do that. Anyway, Hugh, I've been carrying for Hugh for four, five, six years, and he would be about a twelve to a fifteen. Nice, not okay. bad. He's gonna. His name is now going to be changed from Hugh with the gouty toe to Hugh the dart thrower. That's a much, much, much improved nickname. Absolutely, he has been working purely in the last six, to eight months from a hundred and twenty yards in. And he was just throwing darts. I was so impressed. So, Hugh, I know you're listening. Thank you for the game. And also keep up that uh, that work in the, in the short game. Anything else to add in the, in the stories, Mike? You know, I like I said, I had a month off. And, you know, I started uh, food delivery just, just for something to do. It wasn't even about the money. And I had a real interesting one the other night. I, I do it through this app. And uh, one uh-huh. of these deliveries was out to, I didn't realize, so I, I didn't realize you could see where you're delivering to. And this one was out to a, a town, a few towns away called Salinas, which there yeah. are not some nice parts in there. So I'm a little nervous driving <laughs> out there. And uh, the, the, the delivery instruction said, meet in 7-Eleven parking lot for a red truck. And I'm like, man, that's not sketchy at all. <laughs> so, I, so I pull into the 7-Eleven and I'm parked in front because I want to be right in front of that door. I'm like, oh man, what, what is going on here? So I text the guy, I'm here. He's like, well... Where are you? I'm in the red truck and I'm looking for a red truck. I'm thinking, you know, a pickup truck or something. Uh-huh. Well, there's semis around the back. So I say, oh, wait, are you in a semi? He goes, yeah, I'm in a red semi and he gives me the number. So I'm like, okay, that's a little less sketchy. So I drive back there and I see him sitting up in the cab. And I swear to God, this guy made Big Tony look like Wee Tony. This guy had yeah. to be, I mean, he, he was large and he was just dripping sweaty and he had no shirt on he was sitting high up in his cab so i don't know what he had on underneath but it was it was weird but so i, I think that was the last delivery i'm going to do up in the uh, salinas what, what did he order you know it was from s- some mexican restaurant in seaside which should have been my first tip it was like a very very mexican restaurant where they didn't even speak english luckily uh-huh. i just held up my phone and said this is the order to, that i'm picking up and uh yeah, when I saw, because when I picked up the order and I swiped, I saw Salinas. I'm like, oh man, I got to drive out there. And it was uh, it was sketchy, but I made it back. I've got to be honest, there's so many things that are wrong with that story. Oh. A guy in Salinas is ordering Mexican from Seaside. Yeah, a trucker, no less. A trucker yeah, yeah. with no top on, sweating. And did, what, did you get tipped in this job? I, I did, yeah. yeah okay. Not very well, but yeah. It's, it's, it's not caddying, let's just say it's that. It's not caddying, fair play. Okay, well, we're going to move on to what's been going on in the world of golf and that's stretching back maybe even six weeks to christmas time we will uh, move on to that right now Four. so both the european tour and pga tour are well underway we were actually supposed to have the amex this week of which i was going to be caddying at it so um i'm enjoying being with the virginia boys instead but it's a bummer though it is yeah, a bummer it is a bummer mcelroy is um, he was leading after day one he was. You, you know, so you're watching European Tour now? Yeah, tons. Yeah, I love the European <laughs> Tour. Yeah, uh, Probably the biggest po- talking point of the last maybe month, six weeks would be the Justin Thomas thing. So we'll start with that. Yeah, I mean, they 
it's tough to say they blew it out of proportion. It just seems like certain people are held to different standards. And is that correct mm-hmm. or not? I don't know. I mean, you look at all the charges coming down for like Angel Cabrera lately. And I mean, he's got a litany of charges. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got assault on, on his ex-wife. And I think these are coming from multiple women, right? His yeah. ex-wife and ex-girlfriend. It's, it's quite the rap sheet. Yeah. And it yeah. dates back to maybe 2015, 2016, where it's not just his ex-wife. Uh, and I guess he, it was a, a supposed assault. And I think he tried to run her over. Yeah, theft, kidnapping. Yeah, I mean, it was a whole slew of charges. You feel as, as, as I think I said at the time, uh, innocent until proven guilty. The fact, though, that the Argentinian police, maybe they, maybe they just fancied a holiday to Brazil. Yeah. To yeah. Rio. Yeah, but makes sense. It seems like... That there, there could be some something substantial behind those allegations. They happened around about the same time, and like Cabrera, he's he's not an unknown. He's won two majors. I mean, yeah, he's won a U.S. Open and a Masters. I mean, so he's 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 won a couple, and nothing really, absolutely nothing. It's like sort of right down the bottom of the page. Yeah, but you you got to look at the the caliber who they are. I mean, Justin Thomas is young. He's on fire. He's playing good golf. I mean, it's it, it does matter who you are, and you are held to a higher standard. You are. He's yeah. what, what's uh, Thomas top ten, top five? Oh yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, he's. I think number two or three, right? I mean, DJ's number one, and yeah, I think he's right behind him. Oh, he's right behind Rami. Must be in yeah, there. Yeah, he's as well. he's in there, especially yeah. Yeah, we'll move on to Rami shortly. But what, what do you, you mentioned in the the last podcast that if people mic'd us up or if people mic'd the players up. Total disaster. I mean, total disaster. Yeah. Does it ask the question? I feel as if there's two points here as well. Why do we? Why do we need microphones that close to the action in golf? Well, I think it does add value. I mean, personally, I love hearing the banter between caddy and player. Mm-hmm. I mean, but at the same time, in all other sports and arenas, they they, they have it on a short delay to bleep out certain curse yes. words. They should do the same for slurs. I mean, these mm-hmm. guys are out there. They're gonna say some things that you're not. The average person probably doesn't want to hear in their living room. So you know, if you wanna, if you wanna put it on a delay, I'm fine with that. I mean, three seconds would sort that situation out. Yeah, I mean, you hear him drop drop a word like he dropped and say, you know, cut. Yeah, and but I, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think you need. I just personally wouldn't have any microphones on the course. Maybe next to where they're teeing off. The fairway, you you have to follow. You know, there's always a one of those microphones following the players and the caddies that picks up some stuff but you think about the commentary as well they, they don't know when it's shut up they don't yeah so I mean, you know I, I just don't see the point in having it and then the second point i'd make is what, what these guys these these golfers never signed up they signed up to play golf they don't and everyone always says oh well they're getting paid a lot of money they don't decide what they're getting paid they don't know. Yeah, Tiger Woods kind of set that bar, but you know they're under the microscope. They're they're under the microscope, so they're held to high. I mean, look at the sponsorship he's lost. Is that right? I don't know. Yes or no? I mean, Ralph Ralph Lauren dropped him real quick, like a day or two later after it happened. It's 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 crazy, but they're they're held to that standard, and you know they sign contracts. They're they're at will employees of these these companies. Do you remember last year there was a a player Scott Piercy maybe? Or was it Scott Stallings sent out a tweet? Some oh, homophobic yeah, I vaguely, slur. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Lost every sponsor. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I, I've noticed that Titleist haven't pulled away from, from uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, so, you know, Nike, Nike pulled back on Tiger, but they didn't 
pull out of the tiger business. That's not a business you pull out of. A, a lot of his sponsors did when all that went down, but yeah. uh, you got to know where your, your, your bread is buttered. Yeah. I think the, the thing I always watch the Michael Jordan thing on ESPN, mm -hmm. right? I like the fact that they made a point where they were trying to use him. There was something in North Carolina mm -hmm. and it was a primary for, for a senator and they tried to get him to endorse the Democratic candidate. Yeah. And he said, I don't want a part of that. Exactly. And I, I think that's what I loved about it. All of these so-called celebrities these days, whether it be Lady Gaga or LeBron James, mm -hmm. is what, what are they there for? I know they like to say, oh, we, like, we, we have to use our platform. But they talk about, you know, basketball players were talking about social injustice in America while playing basketball in China. Yeah. When, well, quizzed, when quizzed about social injustice in China, they then say, oh, I don't know enough about it. But everybody knows what China's you know, history and reputation is for, for human rights. So there's an inconsistency in the message. There's an inconsistency with the treatment and punishment of, of, of these people. And I just think that we're holding these people in far too... They're golfers. They're, they're basketball players. You know, yeah. let's try and keep... The, the reason people love sport is because we don't talk about religion. We don't talk about politics. We, it's just sport. Let's enjoy it for the 90 minutes or the four hours, the four, whatever it is. Yeah, and I think, I think, you know, if you look at the greatest in the games, and I'm talking all the different sports, you'll see a correlation between the best that ever played each individual sports and their lack of participation in politics, maybe until after their careers. They get into that after their careers, but you talk uh -huh. about... You know, Michael Jordan, you talk about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, you talk about Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady before he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer back when he was a Patriot, when he was the best. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And he still to this day hasn't gotten into politics. And I think he probably mm -hmm. will when he's retired. But until that day, mm -hmm. know your place. You're, you're on the sports field. You don't need to be you don't need to be pushing a political agenda while yes. you're playing your sport. Yes. And if you are, make sure you're squeaky clean. Exactly, and that, and that message is is consistent. As I say, I always go back to the basketball players in China talking about social injustice. Or how about this one? The the brands like somebody made the point last week that Ralph Lauren, who dropped Justin Thomas for a homophobic slur, sixty percent of their merchandise is made in Bangladesh, where homosexuality is actually illegal. Yeah, so and it's I, like well, probably other countries too. They yeah. manufacture in countries where that is illegal, but yet they're dropping Justin Thomas yeah. for his homophobic. And was it yeah. really a homophobic comment? I mean, it was yeah. it was a self deprecating comment, which was was yeah. a choice word that you probably shouldn't use. Uh -huh. But you know, people people say things. I mean, like we said, the stuff that we hear mm -hmm. far worse than that. But those people aren't held to the same standard as Justin Thomas. Yeah. No, it's it's we we need to. I, I really would hope they would they would draw a line. But in this day and age of social media, the media as a whole, blowing everything out of proportion. Yeah. Um. Next thing we're going to move on to would be before Christmas. We had that tournament in the PGA Tour where the father sons played in it. Oh yeah, yeah, that was fun to watch. Actually, Did you watch that? Uh, I watched bits and pieces of it. I, mm -hmm. I really wanted to see Tiger Tiger and Charlie play together. I so thought that you were, was fun to watch. That was it. your couldn't wait to see that. That was your thing. Yeah, I'm you know, is is as bad as I think Tiger Woods is as a moral human being, I love to watch <laughs> the guy play golf. Okay. I mean, and it, and his child I love watching Charlie play golf. It's fun to watch Tiger's son hit the mm -hmm. golf ball. And he's good. 
I was on the other side of the fence. I couldn't care less. That's not that to me is just fluff. That's that's not a tournament. It's it's fluff. It's it's fluff that's fun to watch. Okay, no, I I, I think yet again though the the media going overboard with this 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 obsession, you know, with like Woods is in a situation where he didn't quite have the normal childhood. Not not by a long shot. Is he running the risk? Of putting his son through exactly the same, maybe not deliberately or the bullying potentially that he got from his father, but by exposing him to this type of attention. No, I'd say a hundred percent no. There's no, no way that his life will compare to the life that Tiger had to live under Earl Woods. That 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 was my point. I don't think it's the same thing. I mean, the the exposure of not having a normal childhood because he is. He's so recognisable. That kid is so recognisable now. He is. That he yeah. can't go to any golf course in this country and not be known. Yeah. And that's tough. That's a burden. That, so that's a burden for sure. That's that's what I mean is he's now, Tiger Woods has exposed his son to the same sort of fame that he was exposed to. And is that right wrong? I, I don't know if I would allow that to happen. Yeah. I mean, it, how do you fill Tiger Woods' shoes if you're his son? That's well, the that's question. I mean, nightmare. He, can that happen? I mean, probably not. I mean, that's a one in a million kid. The way Earl raised Tiger, mm-hmm. that that kid was one tracks focused from mm-hmm. the time he was two years old. I mean, and his dad put the golf club in his hands and said, "This is what you're doing." And mm-hmm. you know, Tiger, quote unquote, loved the game, but that was decided yeah. by Earl Woods, mm-hmm. and it was pretty clear that happened. I feel like maybe. The better of parenting, and it's easy coming from me, I don't have any kids, but I'd maybe just leave him at home to develop his golf game on his own with his mates. Yeah. Because he's he's now in television and then he's, he has a, what, a 10-year-old boy or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's, he has friends. And now they're going to look at him differently, potentially, because he's on TV and, you know, I don't know. It, uh, it, was, so, it was fun to watch, though. They, so you they, enjoyed they put it. The, uh, you know, they didn't have, they've never had anybody in that event that young, so they had the you know, Charlie T's, they call them, where they moved him oh, up. Man. So, I mean, the kid, he's young. I mean, but he, he pipes the ball. So in the scramble format, Charlie would tee off before Tiger a lot of the times, and he would pipe one. And I mean, and uh-huh. he's so far up, so he's hitting it, you know, 100 yards past where his dad could hit it with his tee so far up. So he'd hit first and then look back and say, I got it, Dad, I'm good. You know, <laughs> you don't need to hit. So his dad would, you know, save his back and uh, not hit that tee shot. Who, who won that event? I have no idea. Justin Thomas and his followers. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the calm before the storm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that would be not a bad link, actually, to talk about this HBO documentary that had come out in January there about Tiger Woods. Did you watch that? I did watch that. Yeah. It was, it's tough to say good or bad. It was good in the, in the respect that I did learn a little more about Tiger that I didn't know, but uh, a lot of it, we knew, we knew what happened in his childhood. You know, his dad, push golf but they the the people they scraped for that documentary my god i mean they scraped the bottom <laughs> of the barrel and the i mean all the his kindergarten teacher his kindergarten teacher and the kindergarten teacher had to call earl in for a parent teacher conference in kindergarten because tiger said teacher teacher i don't want to really play golf i want to play other sports so the, the teacher being the, the the great kindergarten teacher she was called earl woods in and said Earl, you know, Tiger really doesn't want to be playing golf. And Earl just blew up at her and was like, no, 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 no. Golf is his sport. He's not playing anything else. Wow. And of course, in all the interviews, Earl was saying, you know, Tiger could choose anything he wants. If he wanted to be a bowler, he could be a bowler. But he 
he chose golf, so he played mm-hmm. golf. Yeah, um, absolute trash. Uh, anyone that listens to the podcast for the last couple of years will know that I'm not the biggest Tiger Woods fan, for for whatever reasons. Uh, this this documentary is when you when you have a documentary by the name of Tiger and he doesn't take part in it, I think you're clutching at straws. You see? Yeah, they they, you know it. Like I said, they don't portray him in a good or bad light. They portray him as as he probably is. You know, he was he was groomed to be the number one golfer in the world and to be the best that ever lived. And I think that's the only reason he's continuing to play because right now it is up in the air. You know, there there's debate right now. There's it's not Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer that ever lived. It's you know Tiger or Jack, Tiger or Jack. Mm-hmm. I think if he was to surpass Jack. You'd have to start to say, you know, he probably is the greatest that ever lived. I personally think he is the greatest that ever lived. I, I think he came out as looking, came out very negative about him. Yeah, I mean, certainly the the way they, so it's a two-parter and the way they end the first one. Though, so the first part was all about Earl Woods mm-hmm. grooming Tiger in his life growing up and his college years and his childhood girlfriend. And they end the first one with a screenshot of Rachel, you could tell. Mm-hmm. And, and she just looks up at the camera, her lips are all Botoxed out, and oh. she, I mean, she looks no, like she's... No, that's natural. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, a natural totally look. Natural. She looks no like she's been through it since uh, her whole affair with Tiger. And she looks at the camera and she says, so what do you want to talk about? And they just cut, that was the end of the first episode. And then the second episode gets into, you know, all his shortcomings and... I, I just think complete trash, Mike. Uh, it, we didn't le- learn anything that we didn't already know. Yet again, we're delving into his personal life. I'll tell you when I lost the most amount of respect for Tiger Woods mm-hmm. was the 2010 conference after the Escalade smashed. I oh, think the, was, t- the one where he came out and read the note? He came out in front of the world media yeah. and apologized for his shortcomings. His mother was in the front row. His kids, I think, were there and his, his wife was there. It was cringeworthy. It was embarrassing for us. They they showed that in the documentary in the, in the full context too, and the, and they showed him hugging his mother afterwards. Oh, it's, it was it was horrible, and it was like a car crash. They stopped they stopped world news to go straight to that press conference. I think they did it from New York. Uh, I remember he got dropped. Gillette were the first ones, maybe they, I think from memory they, they dropped him, and it was almost like they, they they took him through the ringer. Unless it was his wife said you need to do this for us to have a chance to be together, knowing yeah. that she was... And that was just to really humiliate him, like she felt maybe she'd been humiliated. But I felt as if at that point, yet again, like I'm saying, I'm being consistent about the politics and stuff in, in sport. At that point, he should have just turned around and said, listen, this is my personal life. Whatever I do, is up, leave it alone. Because yeah. there's been people in the past, it's, again, with media, social media, the, the, the fact that the National Enquirer will follow him around the paparazzi. Yeah. Can you imagine they followed Arnold Palmer around back in the day? Oh man, yeah, they had the the National Enquirer videotape Tiger having sex in a car with a <laughs> Perkins. You know, Perkins is a a restaurant in Florida. It's a chain restaurant. There's hundreds of, them, if not thousands, and it's kind of in between Waffle House and Denny's. So he was with this hostess from Mindy Lawton was her name, and she was actually in the documentary. And uh, the National Enquirer had them on tape, and they went to his agent saying. How are you going to come back at us with this? And the the agents, you know, and his lawyers got went to the National Enquirer and said, "Well, what, what do, you do you want, want from want? us?" Yeah, yeah. And they said, "Well, you know, we own this magazine called Max Fit, and if Tiger does a cover for it for us, we'll drop it." And they 
they he did it and they dropped it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they're obviously all about morality then, aren't they? Oh, of course, yeah, because they stopped following after that. They didn't find anything after that, yeah. And they were the ones who discovered the whole Rachel Yucatel thing. It was kind of funny. And when, when Bill Cosby was exposed and somebody came forward and then said, oh, you know, another 80-something women came forward, I understand that, you know, if they tried to to speak up by the time, they probably would have gone nowhere. Some of them probably did and, and get shot out. It, it, it was funny that, as soon as one came forward and Tiger, another bunch of women came oh, forward. A bunch. There was like, there were, there was, there was probably four or five different women on different days and they were showing the interviews on the Today Show, on the Today Show in their show. interview. And every single one of them said, oh, I was in love with him. I still love yeah. him to this day. I would be with him. He said he was going to be with me forever. It's like Harvey Weinstein, right? They came forward. But why would you, why are you coming forward? Just let it be, you know? Yeah. But hey, money talks, I guess. It does. Yeah. I mean, he's, He's the highest profile guy. You can say what you want about him being the best that ever played the game, but he's certainly the highest profile golfer that ever lived. Ever. And, and, and probably top 10 in sport ever. Yeah. And his, his image, his image before all this came out was beyond squeaky clean. You know, you he, think I, I do. Yeah. I think he had a very clean image before the, well, before 20, 2009. Yeah. Before the whole Elon nine iron incident after yeah. he was asleep at the wheel. Uh huh. Uh, interesting. I, 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 you know, a lot of people out there have seen it. A lot of people have not seen it. If you have any, you know, comments, feel free to email podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. I, I just think trash, absolute rubbish. It, it, it's, I'd rather watch a good movie because it's, it, it's, it's, it's not like the MG one, the ESPN, uh, was it Made in America? No, not Made in America. That was the OJ yeah. Simpson one. Those were just good, informative, you know, documentaries. You know, well researched, but like you say, when you when you're getting a high school girlfriend as 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 one of your sources, it's yeah, it's it, it's pretty crazy. But you know, at the end, they they finish with his his win at the 2019 Masters, which you know, I whether you like the guy or or don't like the guy, mm-hmm. that was pretty uplifting. That 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 everybody was counting him out. Even his mm-hmm. fans were counting him out. That Tiger is not going to come back and win, mm-hmm. and and he came back and won the Masters. Now people. Gordon included will say he lost the master or other players lost the masters. He didn't win it. But the, at the end of the, every golf tournament, the player with the lowest score wins and he won the golf tournament. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's, I'll, I'll, I'll admit my bias. And that's just my, that my way of Your dislike being of sore. Tiger Woods. He, <laughs> being he, sore. And, and I, I would not, I'm not going to say the guy's going to win many more majors, but no. I certainly would never count the guy out. Well, he's he's just going in for another back surgery, apparently. Microdiscectomy. Yeah, my wife actually had that operation. Well, it's interesting timing for it, isn't it, with this whole situation? Maybe is he ducking questions or is he actually having an operation? Who knows? But uh, if, if that's another back injury, that sets it back yet again. Yeah, but again, you know, you, you always count the guy out. But personally, I would never say Tiger Woods will never win again because at the end of the day, He's Tiger Woods. Yeah, he's going to struggle. He's going to struggle. Next we'll talking see. point, like a little bit of a lighter note. Bubba Watson was, he's not been in the news lately, right? He's had more That's exposure on this podcast than from his own golf. He was in the news this past week to 10 days. Because, oh, really? Yeah, he has. Did you see his, his new iron covers? No, iron covers? Yes, I, 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 exactly. The top three, one of the top three pet peeves of any caddy in the globe are okay can, can, can make sure and put the cover back on <laughs> iron covers you got to be kidding me so he now has these ping iron they're like socks they're not they have zips on them as well 
You know what what it is? He probably heard that you were giving out the VJ oh. Singh bell end of the week and he was probably oh. like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I, I need to that reclaim is. the throne. <laughs> I mean, an iron head covers. You're a shoe-in, Bubba. You're the yeah. bell end forever. Yeah, you know, Dustin Johnson could have done it. You know, anyone could have done it. It had to be Bubba it Watson. Had be Bubba, it? Yeah. it had to be him or Patrick Reed and... What do you what do you think of that? Like is that the that's the well, wrong side? If, if I'm his caddy, I say that's the last straw. All right, you can berate me, blame me, and do this, but iron covers, seriously, bro, it's it's time to end it. Seriously. <laughs> and, and little zips on them as well. Oh, he's got the zip ones. Oh, he couldn't good. even get the club gloves. Come on, man. That's <laughs> shocking. Uh, next one. John Ram. We talked about Rami. Oh, um, Rami. Yeah, I'd rather he stayed for a week than two. Uh likes a likes a buffet. John Ram <laughs> has switched to Callaway from Taylor Made. That's that's kind of big news. I mean, that that everybody. I mean, they had Rory, they had uh, Dustin, Ricky Tiger. Fowler for the ball. Yeah. Well, I I know from from caddying for someone very high up in TaylorMade that that was TaylorMade's marketing plan was to instead of so if you have a hundred million to spend, they dropped all the smaller players and they went for the the top of the Christmas tree, top yeah. of the pyramid. It's working. I mean, you you look in most players' bags, I mean, especially the players that we tend to see, if you don't see PXGs, there's a good chance you're going to see some uh, tailor-mades. The tailor-mades, yeah. exactly. Now, I think Callaway, though, or they're coming, who, who else do they have? They have uh, Xander Shoffley, would he, they have him? Yeah, I don't think uh, Annika ever bailed on. They got Annika Sornstam. Yes, uh, we have Rami, we also Patrick Reed. I believe he's a Callaway. Oh, is he? Yeah. Callaway yeah, guy. I'm going to buy him because Patrick Reed plays him. Yeah. Uh, so the big year for Rami ahead, there was a lot of people. I did some Instagram stuff on, on John Ram changing to, to Callaway. Big year ahead for him, do you think? He's so good. I mean, I, I would say so. That guy, he's just, he's the real deal. There's so many good players out there now. It's it's insane how many good, yeah. good PGA Tour players are, could win on any given week. I mean, we always say that. Any player can win in every geek, but there's a lot of guys that are, I think, leaps and bounds ahead of the the rest of the pack. How much does him playing with Callaway change? It doesn't change anything, does it? I don't think so. I mean, I think he'll figure it out pretty quickly. I mean, the guy is one of the best in the world. He could he could he could play with hockey sticks and still he could, exactly. break par. Now we are a level playing podcast, so the women's tour you'll be uh, glued to the television for the LPGA this year Zabo well I I will watch it if it's uh available but yeah I don't I don't watch a lot of women's golf or, or men's golf to to be honest with you you know I watch watch a lot of the majors and when uh-huh. certain guys are in the field but uh yeah the women are fun to watch they're they're good well they are playing this week and the their schedule is a little better than last year but it's, it's sketchy they get two and three tournaments a month so I don't know if if they're going to add more in there this year. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be tough to have that that tour be financially supported by sponsors and to mm-hmm. get the purses that they need to to continue that tour and play. I mean, they yeah. need they need a bright rising star to really somebody like what Tiger did to 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 the PGA Tour to do the mm-hmm. LPGA PGA Tour. I mean, they had Michelle Wee for a while and she's still playing and playing well, but she's not the the superstar that we thought she was going to be. Yeah, well, she's she's talking nonsense on the Golf Channel. Uh, that's what I, I actually heard her in commentary say uh, it was a match play, and she said, "Well, you'd rather be four up than four down." That was her expert analogy. That's logical, yeah, you know, I agree. Solid. So, European Tour, they've kicked off again. All the big hitters are are in Abu Dhabi, I believe, this week. Okay, yeah, that's a good and good sight. They 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 are. I've looked at the schedule. It looks more like it was a couple of years ago. They got a lot more events, you know, basically looking like every single week from March through September. 
how are the purses that have they been lowered or are they about the same? So there's it's about half and half. Yeah. You know, like the this week I think the purse is about eight or nine million. Yeah, I mean they have they have some premier players that do play over there, especially when they're home. But I mean mm-hmm. the the most of the premier players in Europe come to the US to play on the PGA Absolutely. Tour. Well, I mean, for good reason. The money's here. Well, your purse is six, seven million every yeah. single week. That's your, a, a small purse over here is six and a half million. Yeah, it's crazy. And over there, a small purse is 1.5. You know, you can't compete with that. Yeah, that's... Um, as regular listeners out there will know and, and want to hear this information, the Cactus Tour does. Oh, yeah. It has a full schedule this year. They're basically playing it month by month because they're they're looking for uh, no doubt people to get in, involved in, and get some sponsorship yeah, How, maybe glorified donkey can jump in there sponsoring you know it. what with the, the amount of money that they're talking about probably could yeah. <laughs> but next week if anyone's interested they're going to be in wigwam wigwam that's lichfield arizona it's the, the the wigwam blue so i think that might be the sponsor wig or wigwam wigwam's the sponsor not the I think golf the, course yeah or it could be the golf course yeah. I don't know I don't know enough about it Got me It said Wigwam GR Blue So I have no idea what that means Wigwam Golf Resort maybe Ah there you go So yeah Wigwam <laughs> Wigwam golf All you resort. Wigwamins out there Hit us up yeah. <laughs> um, Now where are the majors this year Mike? Well we got uh, We got the Masters coming up first right? In Where's April. that? I, They're I moving know, that aren't they? Little, yeah where, where are they playing that this year? I think they're maybe Is going it? to Wigwam Yeah, they, yeah Wigwam's <laughs> Dead hey that's a good course. So you got Augusta first up, then it's going to be U.S. Open from Torrey Pines. Torrey where Pines. Uh, last U.S. O- I think was the last U.S. Open there, two thousand eight, two thousand eight, and I believe the Rocco Media lost in a playoff in the Monday. To- Is that how you'd phrase it? Rocco lost. Tiger didn't win it. There he goes again. The Tiger oh, hater. Yeah. Look at that. Rocco Sorry. lost it. Tiger did not win that tournament <laughs> on one leg. I mean, that guy was beyond injured. I mean, I think his leg was broken, and he he still beat Rocco. Listen, it's funny how. When somebody hits a bad shot, oh this, my knee, oh my knee! <laughs> but then you know, hit, hits it pure, feet, yeah, two feet struts down the fairway. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that game. But yeah, back to Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open first time in that'll be thirteen years, and then we go British Open, which will be from Royal St George's. Oh yeah, is so, that have you played there? I've never played there. My wee brothers played there. Yeah. It's it's right next to the the White Cliffs of Dover. Gotcha. So it'd be. I think uh, past champions would Greg Norman, I believe, won there. Royal wow. St. George's uh, back in maybe nineteen ninety four. So no, back. no, ninety four, ninety three. Yeah, because uh, Nick Price won ninety ninety four at Turnbury, and then we have the the PGA Championship. PGA Champ. I think that's at Kiowa this year, isn't it? Right, Kiowa. And we also have the belated Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup, which says at Whistling Straits, which will be great. Oh, that'll be a great yeah. one. That's, yeah. a, that's a good viewing course, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And actually, Kiwa, Kiwa hosted uh, Ryder Cup in 1991. There's a great book out there, The War and the Shore. That Ryder Cup mm-hmm. at Kiwa in 91 was, I mean, there was a lot of animosity between the Europeans and the Americans. And there was, I mean, that, it's a fantastic book. It t- talks all about Kiwa Island and the actual matches between the players. Uh-huh. I think the greatest match was between. Sevy and Azinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sevy, uh, Sevy was known on tour. You know, there w- wasn't as many cameras back then, and he mm. was known on tour to maybe, you know, fluff his lie up a little. And, you know, uh-huh. little Patrick Reed, it, it, you know, he's, <laughs> oh, he's hitting the three wood. When we saw it, it was like a wedge, but yeah. So Azinger started walking over to his ball. Every time Sevy would hit it off in the rough, Azinger yeah. would be standing right there. And uh-huh. Sevy's like, what are you doing, Paul? And he's like, oh, I'm just. 
just seen your shot, you know? And yeah, it really ticked Sevi off, and I think he won that match. He did. There was one, there was one where he was in the rough. Sevi hit the ball in the rough, and Azinger's over there. They're both in the rough or something, mm-hmm. and then Azinger says, oh, well, maybe have to take a drop. And Sevi says, yeah, definitely. And he says, well, that's your drop because it's your ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, he was a, he was a tough competitor, yeah. Ballesteros. Um, great. So that kind of brings to an end that part, uh, World of Golf. So it's just a look at all the, the big talking stories in the World of Golf. Uh, now we're going to move on to notable mentions, mailbag questions, and a potential bell end of the week. Four. I think it would be appropriate to kick off with the Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week award. Now, what do you think? Who wins it? Well, I think hands down we have mm-hmm. to give it to the man himself, yeah, Bubba Watson. Bubba Watson wins his own award for having iron covers. Yes, yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to give it to it's, Bubba. I, I, it's mind blowing. We've talked in this podcast for two and a bit years with Kershaw and, and whatever about what's some of the worst things that anyone can ever do. As the ama, the iron covers are just the worst, hideous. Hideous. Yeah. And and Bubba is actually trying to make them cool, uh, agreeing to it. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So yeah, this uh, this episode's Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week Award is actually Bubba Watson. Now, if you enjoy the Bubba Watson Bell End of the Week, you should need to get across to the Glorified Donkey online store because there are Bell End of the Week Award t-shirts along with another bunch of t-shirts and a bunch of new hats as well. The are uh, the Velcro hats. It's you know buy one hat and you actually get three patches, so you can interchange them. Pretty cool. They are pretty solid. It's uh, the slogans are I keep it humble. I got to thank uh, Captain Captain Butter for that one because that's uh, one of his favourites. Keeping it humble. I keep it humble. Praying for contact. Mm, a lot of golfers need contact, and that's a lot it. of golfers need to pray for it. And we went for bogeys and beers. So that's. Like who wouldn't want one of those? So buy Absolutely. one hat, get the three patches. So get across the website now, glorifieddonkey.com, and then you go to the online store. Now, we have some mailbag questions, Mike. Okay, shoot. We're going to kick off. Which golfers are you looking forward to this season? And that's from Julie C. in Beaverton, Oregon. Ooh. Beaverton. Beaverton, yeah. That's Nike's headquarters. I think I Is know it? Julie C. there. Okay. Yeah. The... Uh, Golfers, I'm most looking forward to see. I mean, there's so many that are that are so good to, and and fun to watch. You know, I'm really looking forward to Victor Hovland, mm-hmm. Matthew Wolf, Morikawa, Tiger. I'd love to see Tiger come off this back surgery and win again. I think that would be <laughs> it. Would be great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll see how Rory does this year, buddy. Yeah, good luck. Oh, it's brilliant. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a guy like Abraham Answer. He's fun to watch, really fun to watch. And the ones you mentioned, I do think McElroy's going to have a huge year. I really do. I don't. Now, I'll I'll give you a prediction. Okay. Tiger won't play any more than seven events this year. Oh, yeah. I I think that's... Maybe six. Yeah. The over-under six and a half, I'm going to go under. I agree. I You know, honestly, with a micro-discectomy and seeing what my wife went through, I I, I find it hard to believe he's going to be in... Real good shape come Masters time, even. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he'll oh, be able Masters to play. Masters time, that's yeah. only about eight weeks' time. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll be playing. I think yeah. Charlie Woods is a better chance of playing than Tiger Woods. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I'll tell you one thing, though, Julie, see, I think this is the year that we're going to start seeing this shift, this real sort of tectonic plate shift in golf, where guys like Ian Poulter, Bubba Watson, big names of the game, they're going to disappear. They're going to be taken over. We can only hope. I, I believe that Jordan Spieth will fall outside the top 100 and potentially lose his tour card. 
I mean, it's it's tough to see him ever getting it back. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, we, we've said that about Tiger. Uh, people have said that about Tiger, and he's come back. But it, it is really difficult to see Jordan Spieth getting back to anything close to where he was. And if Ricky Fowler doesn't have a solid couple of tournaments coming up here, he won't make the, the, the Masters. Yeah, that, that's a real possibility. But Ricky's, Ricky's pretty good. He's good. But there's a lot of young players coming through. And I think this will be the year that you'll see this big sort of shift from you know, so the new the new boys taking over. Yeah, so. a lot of young guys that that won won last year multiple mm-hmm. times too. I mean, yes. there's a lot of good young players that are going to win for sure. Next question: Have you ever lost a player's possessions on a loop? That's from Sean Trudell, Canada. Yes, yeah. That's not like that's not his last name. It's not like Trudell High in Canada. He is from Canada. So oh, good for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely lost. I mean, the the main thing caddies tend to lose or. Head covers. Head covers. Head covers. I mean, it just happens. You get the, the head cover that doesn't stay on. It doesn't fit the club and it slips off. I had one real good one. And this guy, I'm not going to mention any names, but he he's worth upwards of, I mean, we're talking billions, upwards of two, three, four billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And he had this old head cover on his putter and it didn't stay on very well. It didn't mm-hmm. fit the putter and it fell off. It <laughs> fell off somewhere along the way. And uh, we got... Uh, I realized it like two or three holes later, or maybe the next hole, and I was like, oh, no, he's going to notice. And sure enough, I didn't say anything come 18. He's like, uh, where's, that, where's that head cover, Mike? I said, uh, I don't think you had it on the back. You know? And he's like, no, no, it was on there. He's like, you need to go find that head cover. And he wow. went in, and he, I wouldn't say made me. I mean, I didn't, didn't enjoy losing his head cover. I went out there, and I searched for two hours. hours. And I found the head cover. Nightmare. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Wow. I I pride myself in not having lost much out there. You're right. The odd head cover, yeah. I, I, and I have replaced them because you know, obviously, with glorified donkey, I have you know head covers galore. But a couple of stories come to mind, and this happened. This would be almost two years ago, and I was caddying for two guys. I think we Scotty, the other Scottish caddy, was caddying for the other two guys. And we get done at six, we go down at seven. And I believe that one of Scotty's players, not my player, one of Scotty's players, mm-hmm. I became really quite, you know, pally with them, a lot of messaging and Instagram, you know, thereafter. But Scotty's guy m- misplaced his wedge, left it behind the green or whatever. Another frequent item lost. There were a group of Chinese players behind us, okay? And we finished the round. And the following day, I think it might have been mentioned. And I said, well, you know, I don't know. You probably have to go call the club or, or something. But it, 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 it's not my player, mm-hmm. number one. It was, I was in the same group, but it's not my player. I have two other golf bags. Well, roll on about maybe halfway through last year. So this is March of 2019. And I get a text message. I'm having this conversation with a guy on Instagram. And he's probably about, Three bottles of wine deep. That's the impression I'm getting. Mm-hmm. And he says, you need to get my wedge back. What? I'm going, what wedge? I've completely forgotten about this. because, and it, But then all of a sudden it comes back. Oh, yeah. Once yeah. The more details come out. He, I says, well, I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. And then he says, I need that wedge. That's my go-to 100 yards club. I'm so wonderful with that. And he's, getting, he's actually getting a little nasty now. Of mm-hmm. You need to. I said, I don't need to do anything. He says, get a hold of the club. I need to, now, 
it's like, whoa, mate, this thing is gone. Bro, yeah. I've lost, I've lost range finders on on a round, and after the round, it never turns up. You think a wedge is going to turn up six months later? No, 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 fourteen, fifteen months later. Oh, okay, Mike. wow, even right. worse. He then says, "We'll we'll get a hold of the, the group behind." I'm like, "What are you talking about? What, what, what <laughs> parallel universe are you living in?" A okay, group of Chinese might have been guys? a little more than wine. He was on. Yeah, maybe on. Ah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe he was in the Charlie or something. But yeah, it, it, it would it would shock you just how much some caddies will lose. Yeah, constantly. you know the, the the flip side of that too. Have you have you ever been blamed for yes. by a player for losing some? I have the best one of this. Go on. So my 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 first year here, I I was working with uh, another caddy, and we happened to pick up Jeanette Lee, the Black Widow pool player. She was like the number one pool player in the world, okay. and it was a corporate group, so it was just her and her friend playing golf, and they only played nine holes. It was a dream loop. It was yeah. it was out of the shop. They played nine holes. We get done. I get home and I get a phone call. Uh, Miss Lee is missing missing her her ring that was on her left oh, hand. Oh no, her ring. And then come to find out, it was like a hundred thousand dollar ring. And I was like, well, I didn't see the ring. I don't have the ring. And they they didn't come out and accuse me of stealing mm-hmm. the ring, but it, it it felt like I was being pressured. Like, mm-hmm. do you know something about this ring? And no, I did, I never saw the ring. Come to find out, it was still it was, on her finger. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No, it was in it was in her purse. I mean, she uh-huh. couldn't locate it, and she was freaking out. And yeah, yeah. who do they blame first? The caddy. The caddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whenever I'm caddying, I see someone. They'll, they'll, nowadays, with the phone, everyone's pulling the phone out, pulling the phone, check a message, take a selfie, and they never zip the the pocket back up. And I'm always saying, guys, zip it up all the time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I say, well, if something falls out, I'm the first one that's going to get the blame here. Um, but no, I've I've probably lost maybe two, maybe three head covers in the whole time. I can't think of much yeah. more. But yeah, I mean, you 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 get to the point where you're really conscientious about head covers. I mean, yes. once you've been doing it a while, you're like, okay, you get it. You get it. Next question: What are the top five things a player is or does that makes them a bad bag? That's Daniel Cho, San Ramon, California. The top five that they they. So I would say first off. Iron covers, that would make somebody a bad yeah. loop. Top of the list. I well, mean, no, no, hold on. Somebody who has iron covers and then makes you and, and says, hey, but make sure and put the covers on. Yeah, yeah. Is that the right right number? I mean, is that my five cover? Is that, is that my six or my nine? That goes on my nine iron, not my six. That would that's it. So tipping, obviously. Yeah, that's a big one. That's, yeah. That's and number blame. one. Blame. I mean, mm. just Blame. I mean, the old the old joke is caddies are there for two things: yardage and blame. Uh-huh. And we give a lot of yardage and we get a lot of blame. So, uh-huh. yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. I would probably say at this point, questioning. Yeah. Um, we had this guy called um, Matt the last last couple of days. Are you sure? Oh, hate that. Really, really? Yeah. Does yeah, it really? does it do that? Uh-huh. And my, my my and it's funny because some of these guys are coming out for the first time, and I always have the line when they say, you know. I've been out here 13 years. I've seen this golf course 2,146 mm-hmm. times. You know, I make it up, but it's somewhere in that somewhere, neighborhood. Yeah. How many times have you seen it? Uh-huh. Well, this is my first time playing. Oh. Well, you know, I think I've seen that one before. True. Heavy bags. I'll give you that one. Yeah, heavy bags. I mean, that's just... I, I think I think someone who has a heavy bag and just a pure dis- disrespect for you as a caddy, your body, because I, I said it at least 10 or 12 times, People will say, well, you, well, you're a big guy. Yeah, well, exactly. And, yeah. you know, that means I don't have feelings. You know, it's... Of course it does, yeah. You know, yeah, you can so, carry it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, I would be, that's probably four there. Yeah. 
There, there, I mean, there's a whole list of them. You, you can run down the list. There's, there's a lot. Doesn't offer me attitude. A, yeah, yeah. It doesn't offer me a six pack at the the turn. Yeah, no. tip your caddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last question: How many caddies will be affected by the AT and T Pro Am being cancelled this year? And that's from Aaron uh, from Wyoming. Thank oh, you for Aaron, that, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron. Well, there's a lot of caddies that are going to be affected. 50, 60 guys, local I know, guys. I know two in this room who are going to be infected. True. Yeah. yeah it's funny. Work. You know, I that, that's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Mm-hmm. I've been lucky enough. I have won it twice, two out of the last three years. Oh, when you win it. So is, it, is your name on the trophy? It, it should be. I've, I've lobbied for that, but they're not saying. So I, I caddied for Larry Fitzgerald, who's a super fun loop. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually texted them when they when they announced. You actually told me that they were canceling amateurs. Yeah. I texted them because we won in uh, 2018 and 2020. I said, "Don't worry, Larry. It seems like we win every other year, anyways. You know, we only uh-huh. win an even number of years." So, well, he's he's still reigning champion. He is. Yeah, I get to get to hold the trophy for uh, extra year. Does he still play American football? He does. Yeah, he has not retired officially yet, and I think he'll probably he'll play another year. Probably another year. Okay, nice one. Yeah, there's probably, to answer your question, Aaron, there's probably 50 to 60 local caddies. Unfortunately, it's it's an event where the organisers over the years have, have slowly tried to have a competitors bring a friend or a family member to come and caddy, which is just downright wrong. Yeah, it just happens. A lot of people want the familiarity of, of a buddy or they just want their, if they plan it one time, they want their buddy on the bag to caddy for him. But that's somebody who doesn't want want to win or make the cut. Make the cut, yeah. absolutely. Or the worst is you get a local caddy for the practice rounds and then... Oh, God, that go, happens oh. all the time. Oh, yeah, I got my buddy coming in, but getting all this good knowledge, playing well, and then you're bringing your buddy who knows nothing about these golf courses. The other, the other big pro-am in the world, the... The Dunhill, the Dun. The, the, are oh. you playing the Dunhill? I've caddied in the Dunhill. You forget. Well, they, have, they actually yeah. they've stopped that now. The, the no, no outside. I was caddies. the last American caddy that was able you're to carry ca- carry in the uh, Dunhill. There you go. I, you, you'll probably... It was because of me that they banned uh, Americans. Uh, yeah, nothing that I did, but they uh, the local caddies did not like the fact that oh, an no. American was coming in and stealing one of their jobs. Oh no, yeah. I can I can only imagine the uh, the welcome the welcome party would have been uh, somewhat cold. It was. Thank you for your questions. Uh, if you have anything, just contact us on Instagram, Glorified Donkey, uh, Facebook, same same handle, or email podcast at glorifieddonkey.com. We have some notable mentions. Mike, who you got? Well, I got to shout out my uh, my in-laws, Jim and Jean, who've uh, listened to the podcast, and also mm-hmm. my sister-in-law, Julie okay. C. in Beaverton, Oregon, who's listening to the podcast. There you go, Julie C. Thanks for your question. Big uh, fan of uh, Big Tony and his soothing voice. Yes, actually, that's uh, got a couple of texts during the week, actually, that they said people loved episode 60 and 61, and they said the guy with the soft voice, no, it certainly ain't me. No, definitely not. Probably or not me, you. for that matter, no. yeah. Uh, had to be Big Tony. They it said. is. Yeah. He is very soothing. Puts many people to sleep. He well, yeah, puts me <laughs> to sleep. That, we struggle with that. That last podcast took four hours, but they said he could have his own podcast on his own. Yeah, meditation. Tony is very yeah. soothing. Don't tell him that though, because he is the king of laziness. So anything to keep him from caddying or actually putting in effort. So we don't want to uh, mention that too much. That is a good reminder that if you are a new listener to the podcast, enjoying it, certainly go back to the beginning of the catalog. There's over sixty episodes now, and make sure and uh, rate and review because it, it really helps us out. 
Uh, my notable mentions, I want to say hello to Sam from Derby. Uh, he's an under-average golfer, he says, and he started listening in the last week or so. Spenny G. Spenny G? Spenny G is a Buddhist caddy. A Buddhist caddy? Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, On your deathbed, you will receive total consciousness. There you go. <laughs> that, I think that comes Long from... hitter the llama. There you go. Uh, so, Spenny G, hello. And then I also wanted, you know, big mention to the Virginia Mafia that were just in town this past uh, this past week. Um, Snake and the boys. It good was boys. a pleasure. Yeah, good lad, good lads. Uh, and then Taryn Sire, Sayer from Fresno in California. So that brings us to the end of another podcast. Uh, Mike, many thanks for for joining us. Thanks for having me. I will be back in ten days now, hopefully with a little bit of a special from the waste management in Phoenix. I'm going to head out there. And although there's not going to be a huge number of fans like before, there is going to be enough that I will probably go out, do a little bit of guerrilla marketing, canvassing, hand out some cards and get some interviews from, you know, players, caddies, not not players, caddies, spectators and caddies from the course. So fun. if you're listening and in Arizona, uh, specifically the Scottsdale, Phoenix area, if you're a caddy, get in contact, please get in contact with, as I say, podcast at Glorified Donkey or on Instagram and let's meet up. We'll have a, a little, you know, few four or five minute bounce interviews, something different. But uh, many thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, get out, enjoy some golf, but more importantly, keep it humble. <laughs> <laughs>